You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I dropped an amazing episode with Dom Grimal of The Last Felony, Ion Dissonance, and Cryptopsy. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! Hey, what's up, everybody? We're back with another episode coming at you from the wonderful Portland, Oregon, because I'm back. Yes, I got back from Nashville, as you can imagine, based on the title that you just clicked on. This is a NAM recap episode, but if you're tired of NAM and you don't want to hear any more NAM stuff, you're in luck because it's Ryan and I on this episode. Ryan from the 60 Cycle Hum Guitar Podcast. You can imagine him and I get together. It's a lot of buffoonery. We've, we've done several podcasts together over the years, and they always tend to go one way, and that is Goofy. So this one is no exception. If you like Goofy, you're going to enjoy this episode. We do talk about some of the differences between him and I's NAM experiences, and we have, we have well, we have a lot of points, so I won't spoil it all for you. But before we get right into that episode, I want to talk on a couple different points. So, first being, if you like this show and you like buying gear, you should be using ToneMob.com Reverb for all of your Reverb purchases. You know, us musicians, we become intimately familiar with Reverb over the years. We're flipping pedals, selling stuff, all that good. Well, you normal people are. The hoarders like me, we don't, we just buy. We just, we just accumulate from Reverb. But uh, if you, uh, if you are a normal person, you probably buy and sell well, if you go to ToneMob.com slash Reverb, anything you do on Reverb.com is going to help support the show. So if you're buying stuff, if you're selling stuff, or if you've never somehow heard of Reverb and you're just signing up for a fresh account, that actually helps too. Just simply signing up for a new account through that link, ToneMob.com slash Reverb, helps put some wind in the sails of this ship and keep things going. So if you could do that, that would be very much appreciated. Also, don't forget about the rest of the community. You know, we've got people hanging out on Instagram. We've got a lot of fun conversation happening in the Tone Mob Facebook group. I haven't talked about that in a little bit, but I'm going to talk about it now. So if you have not joined the Facebook group, it's right there. There's like, what, like 2,300 of us in there or something like that. We're just hanging out, talking gear, swapping recipes, as you can imagine. Uh, you know, I guess we're not doing that so much as just showing off our wonderfully grilled and prepared meals. But yeah, we've got a bunch of foodies in there as well as gearheads and anything that we talk about on the show is fair game. It's all it's all fun, it's all good times and we have a lot of great folks in there having a lot of fun. So that's the the Tone Mob on Facebook. If you just search the Tone Mob, you'll find the page and the group. You'll want to join the group. Answer those questions though. We have a couple questions to keep robots and basically people who don't feel like participating in the group. We don't we don't let anybody in unless you answer those questions. So if you've tried to get in before, and were rejected because you didn't answer them, go ahead and answer them. Just three very simple questions, and uh, as long as we know that you've read them, you can put just about whatever kind of nonsense in there you want. So, yeah, check that out, and don't forget to join the newsletter, because we are still giving away pedals and other gear every month. So make sure you check out ToneMob.com and hit the tab that says Join the Mob, and that is where 
I'll be sending a newsletter out about once a week. It's been a little bit less than that, you know, in recent times, so it'll be roughly once a week-ish. And one of those emails is going to contain a trivia question about the podcast. And all you have to do is be the first person to respond with the correct answer, and you will win whatever that month's prize is. It'll be in the email. We're having a lot of fun with that. And, you know, this is the end of the month, so it's probably coming up pretty fast. So I would go ahead and sign up for that today if you have not. Okay, enough of that nonsense. Let's get into the show with Mr. Ryan Burke. Hey, what's up, everybody? Oh, no, no, no. No, that was that. a good take. That was good. Oh, it was good? That was solid? That's <laughs> solid. I might leave that in. We'll find out. <laughs> what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Tone Mob Podcast, the show about guitar tone and the buffoons behind it. And with me today, I have Mr. Ryan Burke of 60 Cycle Hum for a little something you guys are probably tired of. Yep. Nam recap. <laughs> We're going to put a cap on Nam again. Everyone else's Nam recap actually came out right after Nam, but uh, I already had another episode ready to go. So your your Nam recap's a little late, I, everybody. I'm going to be Nam recapping until Christmas. <laughs> I'm always going to be talking about Nam, no matter what. So this won't be airing too late. Yeah, that's true. It, it is just going to continue and continue on until it's everything is just going to be one big Nam. Yeah, exactly. There will never be anything but Nam. We're all just Nam li- is us living that Nam life. No big deal. Once you've been to once you've been to Nam, it's all you can think about. It is kind of. I mean, it is. Uh, it is strange how much brain space that event <laughs> occupies in my in my head. It ac- occupies a good. 22% of daily thought process, probably. Well, I don't measure it in percentages. I measure it more in like emotional scores. And Nam just takes up the entire like love and fear centers of my brain. Like that's that's just completely overwhelmed by Nam. Love and fear that's at a- the same time. Yeah. I'm now this is actually something I wanted to talk to you about. Yes. My patented emotional. Like way of compartmentalizing information that makes no yes. sense at all. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No, what I uh what I was wanting to talk to you about is so now I remember my first Nam and you and Steve were like my Nam Sherpas. Mm, yeah. You helped me you helped you helped me through and, and without without it I may have been destroyed. I may have been. Well, the fact that you've gone down this life path of doing this stuff that we do, we might have ruined your life. Maybe. That day. We'll let Maybe. we'll let the uh, the historians figure that out. You know. Yeah, I'm sure we're gonna I'm sure you and I are gonna end up in a history book. Yeah, that's absolutely. very very yeah, absolutely well, gonna be yeah. History mm-hmm. of, of Nam. <laughs> it'll be I don't know. It'll be taught in every third grade class, you know, in the Bill and Ted I, future that we're destined for. Oh man, I can't wait for a Bill and Ted future. I know, right? Turn everything up to eleven. Let's go. <laughs> Exactly. All right, so I, I'm going to stop derailing you. You you get to the actual like useful content that you're trying to capture here. I don't have. I've never created useful content at any point in my career. So why I would was, I start now? I was just trying to be generous. But. Exactly. So I was your. I, we were your Nam Sherpa at your first Nam. What was that like? 
16, uh, tw- 15? Tw- 15, yeah. 2015 winter, I'm pretty sure, was my first year. Yeah, and we did that uh, uh, We did that Paul Reed Smith interview. Yeah, that was be- like being thrown to the wolves. Yeah. It was like, hey, by the way, uh, can you come help interview Paul Reed Smith? I'm like, uh, yeah, sure. Do we want to like prepare questions? <laughs> no. Nah, nah. <laughs> I'm like... All right, I guess. I mean, Ryan's done this before. What do I know oh, about I'd, it? I'll just follow. I'll follow his lead. I'd never done that before. <laughs> no, I was still in the in the headspace of like, oh, I'm probably not going to do this very long. Might as well make waves and be weird and be a jackass, you know. So, and and that's weird because I was like, I, I I was just just barely getting started, and I was like, I want to do this for a while. <laughs> I don't know if this is the way that you approach it. <laughs> Interestingly, we've never been offered to interview an opportunity to interview Paul ever again. So that's weird. Yeah, me either. Strange, yeah. even though that's like what I do is interview people like him that they've never wanted to come back yeah, for some reason. Weird, weird. It's almost like hmm. we said things to him that were inappropriate and off topic and wasted his time. Hmm. It could be. Hmm. Could be something like that. Strange. But Welcome to the Tone Mob podcast. Yeah, so, <laughs> I mean, anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about, go to uh, the 60 Cycle Hum YouTube channel and search for Paul Reed Smith interview and it'll come up. And it's just 15 minutes of nonsense and uh, kind of a polarizing comment section where people are like, oh, how could you be so rude to Paul? And the other people are like, how could Paul be so rude to you? And in reality, we all just had kind of like a fun, silly time together. We did. I don't think, I, I, and it's funny that we're revisiting this all these years later. Still to this day, the commenters don't really, I, I don't know if for, for whatever reason, the actual little interview we did, I don't think accurately captured the vibe in the room. Like, we no. were goofing. Oh, yeah, it was straight goofing. I mean, Paul, Paul before and after, he was on board. He was yes. like, yeah, you guys are wacky. I love this. Let's do this thing, which I appreciate. Yes, and and it was all in it was all in good good fun and and I think a lot of people genuinely thought we were trying to like like what I mean what I was doing was just what I do <laughs> so and, yeah you just talk about pizza yeah he's like you want to talk and pretend about pizza? And pretend you have a guitar podcast yeah that's all I want to <laughs> do is just combine my passions like I keep hoping one day Andrew WK will do the podcast and we'll be able to do both it'll be a yes. wonderful thing there's no reason why he wouldn't. There's not. There's not. That's what it's. Have you tried? Have you tried to reach out to him? I I have not. All of like the cool, like the cool, cool, like people that I never thought I'd get to talk to have pretty much came from uh, other people or like somehow indirectly we started talking and then it just happened. It's it hasn't been too many of me like actively going out and trying to find people, but but I'm making headway in that department. I'm I'm talking to a lot of metal guys right now, so nice. We'll see we'll see what happens next. Yeah, you just got to like look through his friends list. Uh-huh. Look for someone on his friends list that you know you could get easy. And then just in conversation be like, "Oh man, it'd be so much fun to talk. I I you know, I I've, I've always wanted to interview Andrew WK and they'd be like, "Oh, you know what? I know him." Uh-huh. You're like, "You do?" So shocking. You do know him? No way. Whoa, I had I had no idea. You think you could introduce me? And it's like, you know, you got to stalk them a little bit. Do I have to slide them a, a Bitcoin or something? How does that work? Yeah, How does that work on the internet? Find them on the internet, slide into the DMs. Mm-hmm. It's all going to work out. Okay. All right. You know, like, go to his, his personal Facebook and like every picture of him. Okay. Just him. Every, like going back years, just like every single picture. But if he's in a picture with another podcaster, don't like that one. Okay. 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 
Yeah. I mean, you're the professional. You've been doing this longer than I have. So this makes this makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. I have, I don't have nearly the experience you do actually interviewing people. Like, I refuse to do that anymore. <laughs> so you shouldn't listen to anything okay. I say. Okay, I won't. I stopped years yeah. ago, actually, if I'm being honest. <laughs> After the whole Paul Reed Smith thing, I was like, well, I think I better just find my own way. I think that's yeah, going to be done. the best. Yeah, this guy doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> but somehow he does. Yeah, it's just chaos over here. I don't know. It's beautiful. Yeah. So, what are you? What do you want to recap about the most recent Nam? We, we're talking about Nam of old. This is true. Uh, I wanted to talk about. So you you are doing you do Nam when you go to Nam you actually you actually work. Uh, at least the last few that I've seen, you've been working yeah. super hard. Where I am more just going around and like I like to tell people, uh, shaking babies and kissing hands. <laughs> that's work too it is but it's easy that's that stuff's easy for me because i like people so it doesn't feel like work oh that's how we're different yeah yeah <laughs> you hate people you hate them so I much i despise them i'm disgusted by them even yourself Ah, uh, i don't own a single mirror yeah i refuse it's really i i don't i pay someone to edit the video so i don't have to look at myself or hear myself I I fall in it. I you know I love guitars so much, and it's just caused me to fall into this weird, uh, you know, profession that uh, just repulses me, where I have to look and hear myself, and I try to avoid it. And other else. people too, even yeah, worse. I, I have to meet people, I have to talk to people, interact with people. Oh, it's it's a nightmare every day for me. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I do work really hard at Nam. Yeah, it's so, a weird way to get back to that. It is, but for for those who don't know, like. You have a new setup. So basically, I'm most of the listeners of this podcast, I would be surprised if they didn't already know about you and what you do with the YouTube stuff and the 60 Cycle Home podcast as well. Since I don't, I don't think I think you've got your own audience, man. I think there, there's some crossover there always is, but I'm sure you've got a lot of listeners who have no idea who I am. Well, we should we should tell them, even though you've been on the podcast a couple of times, maybe we can give a brief overview for before we go into de- uh, describe how our NAMs are different. OK, well. Uh, my name is Ryan. I was born in August 1981. And uh, do you want me to cover my whole childhood? All the cool kids are born in August, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, you know, I've got a, I've got a guitar podcast, and I've got a demo channel. So I mean, that's all anyone really needs to know. You can find them at Sixty Cycle Hum. We've been, yeah. we've been internet homies and real life homies for a long time at this point. So yeah, if you yeah. don't know, go get familiar. <laughs> So you want to talk about my recording rig that I had there. Exactly. And like what you were doing, you were recording constantly. So yeah. yeah. Oh, well, how many, unless I told you and I already spoiled it, uh, how many videos do you think I got at NAMM? Oh, I don't know. If I had to guess based on what I saw you do versus the amount of time I didn't see you and I knew know you were actually working, I would uh-huh. say probably 30 at least. You got real close. How 35 videos. Yeah. In that, three days, over two three, days, over three days. That's so That's many. more than more than 10 videos a day. It was and on. I basically took a half day the second day. I only got like six videos the second day. I mean, third day. So I got the majority of that the first two days, which is just insane. Uh, and it just like I'm saying it's insane as someone who does other video work outside the gear industry. Mm-hmm. It's like. I can't even imagine what I would charge for that if, you know, a non-gear client was like, hey, we want you to cover an event and get 35 videos in three days. 
I'd be like, well, I'm going to need like a whole team of people and I'm going to need, you know, resources and I'm going to need a limo and I'm going to need you know, a <laughs> cement truck. Like I'm going to have to get the A team together, yeah. you know, to make this happen. Like this, it's just kind of like perplexing that I'm even able to pull it off. And at the same time, and I know that sounds like a weird brag or whatever, but, uh, at the same time, like I'm not just, you know, on camera, like interviewing people or like just talking or vlogging or whatever. I'm doing demos like I'm doing something that I usually spend two days on at home. Yeah, it, but I'm doing it like 15 times a day. Yeah. So you're doing these <laughs> demos in like 15 minutes or a half hour and then just. Yeah, moving I mean, on. they're all they're all just, you know, one take. Just accept whatever mistakes there are, except, you know, my crappy playing, whatever it happens to be in the moment, except that there's going to be a lot of noise in the mic when I'm talking. But uh, somehow at the end of it, the vast majority of the videos will be publishable somehow. That, <laughs> I don't I don't understand it. That's that's so crazy. I like every time I get set up to do a video, I'm sure that I spend a minimum of 30 minutes just trying to figure out what I'm going to do. And then yeah. however many takes like maybe 50 plus takes before I'm like, that'll work. And it's still not, oh, man, it's still not that good. <laughs> it's exhausting. I'll, I'll, I'll blow through 20 takes just trying to get the intro right. Like, Oh man, I completely like slurred, you know, half the syllables in my own name. <laughs> I just sound like a drunk person right now. Just keep reshooting over and over again. And then you get to Nam and it's like, Oh yeah, I'll just do that. I'll just do 15 videos today. It's a great idea. There's no sweat in what Nam is open for like six hours or something like that. Yeah, something. No, it's open for eight. So it's ten to six. Oh, that's right. Oh. Yeah, that threw me off. I thought it was went till four, and one day I left early to go help uh, Scott from Stringjoy set up some stuff at his shop for a, the the little shindig they had, and uh-huh. and I was I thought I was only leaving like fifteen minutes early. No, I left like two and a half hours early almost. <laughs> when it, it closed on. At four, I mean, this is riveting stuff right here, but it closed <laughs> at four on Saturday. <laughs> People are on the edge of their seat. They're like, when did it close on Saturday? Please tell me. To find Please out. tell me so it can be different next year and none of this will matter. Let's talk about the various bathrooms of NAMs and their locations and qualities. The listeners are going to love that. Well, I mean, the ones that attend will. That's it. <laughs> I mean, listen, the good bathroom is in the back right hand corner. Like you go don't go don't mess don't mess with the other one on the other side. Go to that that back one or that secret bathroom at the actual main entrance to the yes. all. Those are the two good ones. Yep. The yeah. the back one uh if you I mean I'm guessing it, that he probably won't be this year but if any of you fo- uh followed any of the the Tone Mob Nam coverage on Instagram or the Facebook or whatever uh you'll see that I decapitated myself. Yes. And uh, and then our listener and also podcast host Jonathan Diaz from the effects loop uh, apparently deposited my body in the bathroom. Yeah. And you took a picture of it like a real psycho. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Imagine dumping a headless body into a bathroom stall and then taking a picture of it to show your friends. I mean, what a lunatic. I know. Right? What a crazy person. It's almost as bad as the guy who takes the head, shoves it in his backpack and then flies home with it. <laughs> I'm surprised TSA let you on an airplane with a human head in your backpack. Well, I checked it, so maybe they didn't actually yeah. scan the bag. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. And if they had checked the bag, they would have stolen it. They'd be like, oh, free human head. Yeah. I mean, I know somebody who could use this. Yeah. 
Uh, so here's a side question. Uh-huh. You know how like Superman is always just strong enough to like overcome any adversity. Yes. Like he can, he just has just enough strength to just do that thing that you thought that he was like acting like it was going to be impossible. I have this theory that Superman would be able to rip his own head off. I think Superman could, yeah, Superman could rip his own head off. Superman could definitely rip his own head off. Be- like, and it would, it would seem like an impossible task because he is indestructible but he is strong enough to destruct things that are indestructible and he would be he would be trying and trying and everyone would be watching and they'd be like can he do it and at the very last second it would just pop right off and everyone would be like he we knew he could do it he saved the day somehow ripping his own head off will save the day in this scenario but yeah i mean how come they never show that in the movies <laughs> because well be, i mean i don't know what that has to do with anything if i'm being perfectly honest <laughs> Usually I can find like there's a segue. I don't really know. I know we were talking about decapitation, but right, right. Mine was actually related to Nam, sort of. And I don't know right. what this Superman scenario has to do with with anything. Well, listen, if I'm I, you know, I've got my own podcast, or I've got to hold down the ship. If I'm going to be on someone else's podcast, I'm gonna I'm gonna derail it every now. You're and You're gonna then. rock it's, the boat a little bit. Yeah, it's just my style. Yeah, so. it's true. Sorry, it's true. Sorry, but but I have been wanting to talk about my Superman decapitation theory that, for a while. That's so. an interesting theory. Uh, I'm with you on that, but I'm going to have to analyze it a little bit more before I can come to a conclusive decision. Yes, I await your uh, your rebuttal. <laughs> I might come to the same conclusion, but I need to think about it a little bit more. You are more than welcome to make that your new like closing question for all your interviews. Can Superman like, rip ditch- his, head, his own head off? Yeah, ditch the pizza talk. Just be like, hey, by the way, before we go, do you think Superman can rip his own head off? It's a good question. It is a good question. Right. I'm going back to Nam though. We're gonna try. Okay. We're gonna try. This is gonna be hard. We're gonna try. Let's. Yeah, I think every time I've been on this show, it's been just. Except the first time. Information. I think the first was the first time good. Yeah, because I was like, "Tell me more about this sixty cycle hum thing." So you actually had, you know, things yeah. to talk about uh, when it was new and exciting, and before you I was proud of myself. You were proud of yourself back then. I know, right? Oh wow. What was what was wrong with me? Yeah, I've never been that way. That's just this is unique. <laughs> yeah, it it was a pretty good feeling. But uh, it's all gone. It's all gone now. But I bet it's not though. It's just I bet it's living that living that clickbait life now. I know it's not yeah. all gone. You know why I know that? Why? Because I'm here talking to you, you on a microphone, it, recording myself. Yeah, and and because at Nam you got an awesome new guitar. Oh man! Well, I'm not proud of myself with that. I'm I'm proud of the guitar. <laughs> well, I mean, you gotta feel you gotta feel some kind of good feeling. I do. I honestly, I feel when it was given to me, I felt a sense of like embarrassment because I feel like it's too much. Like, I you know, I I get I get gear all the time these days just because you know that's the nature of the business that I do, doing demos and whatnot. And uh, I've gotten guitars over the years, and but. To be given like a guitar that, you know, I've acti- actively watched for like two years now since I first saw it mm-hmm. and have it just be like, oh, hey, by the way, this is yours now. And and in no way be expecting it. Like not in a million years would I even think that I would even be in the situation where I could buy that guitar. It's just like felt very overwhelming to me and humbling in a way. It's a beautiful guitar and we should uh, let you tell people about it. What is it exactly? No, let's just keep it a mystery. 
I will edit in and tell people about it if you don't. Okay, no, no, uh, uh, it's a it's a Nutter Astro Captain, uh, Brian Nutter. I I'd been hanging out with him during Summer Nam, and I made some content with him, and we'd been talking uh, off and on since the last Summer Nam I went to two years ago, and uh, he decided that he was going to give me this guitar, and it's, it's just beautiful and it's amazing. It's got three humbucker pickups in it. Coil cuts for every single one, out of phase options for every single one, all kinds of crazy switches on it, and it's just this beautiful like Jetsons wacky shape that I'm in love with. It's it's a stunning guitar. It is. It's a great, great looking guitar, and it's also a very Ryan Burke guitar. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, I last night I hung it up on the wall in my recording area, in between my Hallmark Swiftwing, which is another wackadoodle guitar, and my uh, airline. Uh, 59 3p which is another like jetson's wacky guitar so it's uh it's found a home with uh some worthy friends yeah it's it's a beautiful piece i didn't get to plug it in but uh the neck felt awesome it looked i yeah. mean it's a extremely nice guitar i need to get brian on the show i i've you really do i've known about his guitars for a long time i don't know why that hasn't happened that's dumb he's He's got a great personality too he'll be a good interview yeah i gotta get him on he's he's doing good work over there for sure. Yeah, yeah. He's a teacher too. He does like a like music instruction or something like that. Oh, so like he a, knows like theory and stuff? I think so. I, I actually don't know what subject he teaches, but I know he teaches at like a like a music college or something. Oh boy. Well, maybe he yeah. shouldn't come on then. That might be embarrassing <laughs> for me. <laughs> yeah, the, the guitars thing is I think his side hustle, or maybe the teaching is a side hustle. I mean, you'd have to ask him. Well, I know he does a great job on the guitars, so I'll uh, yeah, I'll yeah. reach out to him. But everyone should go check out his work. It's super, super cool. Like, really, really yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. You should hit up uh, Texas Toast Guitars, too. Those guys have, uh, they make podcast material as well, and they build guitars. So, you know, they'd be a, a good, fun interview. I love that name. I don't know anything about I know, it. right? That name's incredible. I love Texas they, Toast. They, I know. Like, Well, here's the thing. They're based out of Colorado, but, like... They just love the name Texas Toast, and who doesn't? I mean, who doesn't love Texas Toast like the food? It's just a thick slice of bread saturated with butter. It's delicious. And then and then toasted. Who wouldn't want that? It's like the perfect food. I want that in my mouth. That sounds yeah. good. Mm. Mm. <laughs> mm. I mean, you throw you could throw a little cheese on there, too, like a little cheddar cheese on top of it, and just calorie bomb, right? Oh, yeah. I'm all about that life. A little bacon? Yeah. Oh, Mm. Yeah, I mean, there was a there was a, a bunch of like cool guitars from like smaller builders that I was really digging on at Summer Nam. Uh, the the B A Ferguson stuff was really oh cool. yeah. Did you check those out. Yes, I've played those a couple times. Those flyweights are a the most aptly named guitars ever, and yeah. such rock and roll machines. Like, and they just feel oh, right. They do. Oh, they just. I mean, it, there's you know all kinds of guitars out there that are you know just bone simple like that, just wrap around tailpiece you know, single pickup sort of deals. But these ones just had that feel where it's like, yeah, I could just play this all day. Yep. Yeah. He like, this is just like, leave it on me all day, no matter what I'm doing. I can just play this guitar all day. They are that light. Like, I think I yeah. could like, they're like travel guitar light, but they're not a travel guitar. I don't, yeah. I don't it's know. It's just like, it's not just the light. It's not just the weight of it. It's just like how quality of players they are. Just like, there's this pleasure factor when you're playing them. And, and it's amazing with, you know, just 
they don't have the 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 stop tail wrap around that's got the intonation bumps on it uh like you'd see like on an epiphone or something like that it is just a metal bar with no saddles Mm -hmm. just a round metal bar for a bridge and somehow like it just rings true across every note like it's just perfectly dialed in somehow it's I don't know how I don't know. I don't know how he did it, honestly. Either do I. They're so I mean, simple. Maybe it's just like some kind of trick that he's done. Like he's like laced the back of the neck with some sort of hallucinogen. Mm. You pick it up and you're just you just automatically have like an amazing experience because you've been drugged. Maybe I think that might be it because you know what I've never had heard anybody pick up one of those guitars and be like meh. It's okay. Yeah, and, and be like, oh, you know what? Uh, just, yeah, the intonation just falls apart past like the thirteenth fret. No, like you play it, and it's like, man, it just, it just sounds and plays good all the way up and down. Great guitars, and not expensive either for you know, a handmade guitar. No, 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 they're totally boutique, boutique guitar. They're like eleven hundred, twelve hundred bucks or something like that. Yeah, I think they're. I mean, you don't get a you don't get a lot of features with them because it's single pickup, like simple, simple, simple. But man, you get a player. I mean, like, like a really nice, like a just a really, really nice, solid, never gonna let you down, always do the right. thing. Just yeah. like I said, they're they're rock and roll machines. They're they're fantastic. Absolutely, absolutely, and they look good too. That's and that's subjectively. Other other people might not think that they look good. I like stuff that's kind of crazy, but I think they look really nice. I I like them too. I do. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, so uh, another favorite good thing, a uh, favorite guitar I saw at Nam that I haven't really talked about that I need to talk uh-huh. about. I okay. freaked. Tell me about I it. I freaked out. Right. You freaked out. I did. I freaked out. I went to the. Gr- Let me guess. The- Let me guess. Okay. You guess. There was like a Daisy Rock guitar and it was shaped like a pizza slicer and it was like sparkly. I wish that would have been really <laughs> cool, too. But this is actually much more more usable. And it probably actually exists. It's not just a thing I made up on the fly. Uh, yes, you're, you're right. It does okay. exist. But All right, tell me about it. <laughs> it's made by Grez Guitars, and I can't remember nice. the model number or name because I'm dumb, but he makes it in standard and baritone. It's a single cut. Uh, it doesn't really look like a Les Paul, though. It's more Gretchy looking. Um, not like big body Gretsch, but like a like the Penguins, kind of. So... I mean, I could be giving this a very bad description, but it's it's a single cut that's not quite a Les Paul. But I played. I'm. I think I'm looking at it right now. What are they calling that? It thing? looks very simple. It's like a like a walnut finish. Yeah, I can't. I think it's a like cedar. A trapeze, I think it's like a Spanish trapeze. cedar body. I think is the one I played. It's got like oh, the, I see another one. That which one did you play? Did you play one with the trapeze tailpiece or a Bigsby? Uh, I played one with the like the house made trapeze big ah, bar yeah. thing. Um, it looks it looks very nice. I didn't see these at at Nam. They were in an unfortunate spot because I actually like at least not unfortunate really. They were on like a far edge. Um, yeah, and um, I've been I was actually looking for them the whole time because I knew they were gonna be there and they had a new model I wanted to try, but this thing blew me away and. He had a baritone with gold foils in it, mm. and I could not stop playing that guitar. Like I freaked and out. I was like, "Baritones are so much fun." Oh, I especially with those gold foils. I'm finding yeah. baritones with low output single coil pickups are my jam. It's exactly. I mean, I've got my baritone Strat, and it's just like it's a never sell guitar. Like I'm always going to have that guitar. Mm. So much fun. Yeah. If you don't have a baritone and you're listening to this, 
like really like consider it like don't buy another humbucker guitar don't buy another you know strat or whatever like get a baritone like round out your collection with something a little different it just opens up so many possibilities and i don't i don't play them uh like a typical baritone like what you think a typical baritone player might play them i play still play them like myself but it just right. offers up like a whole new range of guitar sounds that you didn't have before yeah i always said that uh if i became like a singer songwriter like solo person without a band i would do like an acoustic baritone sort of thing because it gets you you know, just enough low end to do some bass walking mm-hmm. and to fill out your sound, but then you still get all the regular kind of guitar sounds along with it. Yep. They're just a wonderful thing. One of the one of the best acoustic guitars I ever played was a 12 string baritone by twi- by Taylor. Oh man. That sounds yeah, incredible. Someone I, someone I knew had it. They had it like this like studio sort of thing that I was hanging out in. And I was like, man, I would I would take this guitar home with me right now because it is amazing. That sounds that's as an experience I have never had. I've yeah. I would love I'm, that. To to experience just holding a guitar and being like, oh yeah, I could own this. Yeah, it's, that's a rare feeling. No, no, our <laughs> set of people. <laughs> I meant that one specifically, but right, yeah, it was some sort of custom job too. Like it, like the, the guy I was hanging out with, super rich dude, just gets uh, custom stuff. Oh, was it Steve? I don't think he, super rich Steve. Yeah, super. Yeah, it was Steve. No big deal. Yeah. No, it's a it's a weird story. Like this this guy that one of my bandmates worked for who has, he is like independently wealthy because he founded a landscaping lighting company that sold. So now he's just like sitting on like all kinds of money, Hmm. like houses in Hawaii and all over the world money. And so he's got this home studio and, uh, doesn't actually know how to play music, but kept like hiring people and like having people come record in his home studio and stuff. And like, he would be like buying instruments and whatnot just on a whim. It was it was wild. This was years and years ago. That's really confusing to me. I I, I know. I like. I mean, I understand really yeah. enjoying music. I would think that if I was like a rich guy who just enjoyed music but didn't play anything, I don't know if I would invest in instruments and studio stuff. I think I'd invest in some crazy sound system. Yeah, or you think he'd be, he'd be one of those guys that buys you know like auction guitars. Yeah. From like fa- famous people or something like that. No, his his thing was like, oh, I want to have a home studio and I want to like become like a producer. But like he didn't want to be the engineer. He was hiring my friend to be an engineer. He wanted to just sit back and like produce whatever he thought that meant. It was a, it was kind of kind of an interesting guy, kind of a weird guy. That actually kind makes hard- more sense to me now. I could yeah. totally understand kind of, that. Yeah. Kind of hard to work with at times. <laughs> <laughs> almost like he Surprisingly. was almost like he was used to getting his way. Yeah, huh. weird, right? That's so strange. It's so yeah. I mean, so so weird. <laughs> but uh, he let my band cut a, a demo in his studio, so that was cool of him. But whatever. Oh, oh, I forgot. Uh, I didn't forget because I did post it on a few things. But the coolest thing, like ever, happened at Nam to me. At least it was cool to me because I'm such a nerd. Uh huh. Uh, Saturday, you fell in love. Well, I did that a long time ago. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I'm right. I'm done with that. Yeah. <laughs> I got to meet your family for like a hot second. Oh, yeah, that's right. You, you did. Cute, you, you got a cute little family there, Blake. Oh, thanks, Ryan. Yeah, good for you. I I don't know how that happened. You know. 
They had. A, I'm I'm as surprised as anyone. <laughs> like, wow, your family's surprisingly normal, and yeah, they good job. they look like they might even enjoy being around you. This is so strange, I know, right? Like, they wanted to accompany you to Nam. That's incredible. <laughs> uh, sorry, I interrupted you. You're about to talk about the most like important like revelation and experience you ever had not exactly <clears throat> not that happened at nam not not exactly but it was really cool uh i got to go to a recording studio called infrasonic sound uh, and they hmm. had just put in like they'd just done this big expansion i guess uh, this was all news to me after i'd already been invited but they just right. done this big expansion where they had set up a record lathe so they can Ooh, nice. record and cut from the live room directly to vinyl live nice. like they used to do back in the day. Yeah. 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 And a, a guy that's been on this podcast before, his name's Boo Ray does like uh, Americana type stuff. He, mm-hmm. he invited me over and he was playing and him and his band just killed it. And yeah, they recorded right to vinyl. I watched it being recorded. There was a bunch of people there. And then I started looking around at the studio and then I realized how out of place I was because <laughs> Uh, there was a bunch of Grammys on the wall. Uh, like that place had mastered Sturgill Simpson records. Uh, you know, there's like a whole bunch of Chris Stapleton, a whole bunch of my favorite artists, Jason Isbell. Uh, that that studio had done all the mastering on some of my favorite stuff that's come out in the last five years or so. And I was like, well, I didn't know that when I right. came here. And and I was just talking to people from there and, and realizing how like there was like legit session players, like real guitar players and real producers and managers of big bands and all this stuff. And I'm like, they're like, yeah, what do you do? I'm like, I talk about fuzz pedals on the Internet sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just an influencer. No big deal. <laughs> <laughs> no big deal, you know. I'm just like standing oh, there with my nerdy self, just like, I don't know anyone here. I, please accept me. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> oh, you haven't heard of me? That's normal. <laughs> <laughs> no one has. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, that, but it was so, everyone was super nice, and it was just, it was a really cool, interesting thing to see. I've, I've been in nice studios before, but to actually see that yeah. happen and and get to talk to like real you know real deal heavy hitters in my in my viewpoint maybe they don't view themselves that way but uh-huh. uh that was that was really neat i wasn't even there that long but it was it was a really fun experience and I, again I, it could only happen in tennessee i feel like yeah i mean that town is just saturated with just professional musicians on a level that i didn't realize existed it's like I, it really solidified back in the day in the original version of Chasing Tone. They used to talk about Tennessee and Nashville a lot. And they were like, they always made a reference to the guy begging your groceries could just play circles around you. And it's totally oh, true. Yeah. It's 100% true. Oh, yeah. It's it's nuts. It's the sort of thing where like I see some, you know, some dude just like picking up guitars at Nam and like I just, oh, I'm just here messing around. And like the thing you just played. Well, I can't I can't even aspire to. No. <laughs> I'm like, uh, that's substantially harder than me doing droning yeah. stoner metal and, riffs. And it's just it's just you just being like, oh, here's my try guitar riff. Yeah. You no. Know? My- like, well, you know, you, you get, you know, well, I do anyways, get a little bit of that, you know, imposter syndrome working. It's like, OK, well, 
I probably don't belong in this industry. <laughs> oh, that that's exactly that's the exactly what I felt that Saturday night. I was like, I don't what am I doing here? Like Right, right. Like how dare I? <laughs> like I'm the just audacity of it. I'm just in everyone's way. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm just silver here in the corner shoving nachos into my face like a buffoon and just wondering why I exist. <sighs> oh man. Yeah. It was great, though. I've always been more of, I mean, I, there's bands that I like and musicians I like, obviously, because I'm a human being. But, you know, I've always been, like, more excited about hanging out with the builders and whatnot and the people behind a lot of the brands because that's such a huge part of my fandom of guitar is the products and, you know, this this object worship that we get into with these, you know, these things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that we, that we want to have. And so the I went to a party the night that I landed in Nashville. It was a boss's party, and it's just like all kinds of builders there. I mean, the, obviously the president of Boss was there. Yoshi was there, and uh, like every time I'm in the room with him, I'm like, "There he is. There's Yoshi. There's the president of Boss. Yes, like, the first pedal company that was that I was ever aware of. There he is, and I actually found myself in the line for the bathroom with him behind me, <laughs> which wasn't at all awkward or weird at all. So I had to make it awkward and weird. Of course you did. Why wouldn't you? So I like turn around in the bathroom line, which you should never have conversations waiting to go to the bathroom because everyone waiting for the bathroom line has to like defecate. That's what we're waiting to do. Like the thing that we're not supposed to acknowledge in like normal culture that we do. Like you're standing there like, Showing the world that you are it's your turn to go do something. Yeah. It, You're going to go do a primal thing in a little room. Um, <laughs> and we're not to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. We're supposed to pretend that doesn't happen. The problem but, is, um, though, Ryan, like you like to make people laugh. And so you absolutely should not to talk to anyone in the bathroom line because you could cause problems. <laughs> I know. Well, me and Yoshi are standing there doing the pee-pee dance, like waiting for whoever's taking a shower in the bathroom. It's taking forever. <laughs> <laughs> that was me. Sorry. And so so I strike up a conversation with him like, hey, the new 200 series stuff looks really good. The synth pedal sounds awesome. Blah, blah, blah. I, you know, name dropping Matt so I can get him a promotion. Like, hey, Matt Knight's a really cool employee. Like talking to that guy. And then uh, we both have this moment like, oh, this guy's taking a long time. And I have this thought in my head where I'm like, should I offer Yoshi my place in line? Should I let him go first? Like, I don't know where that thought came from, but it seemed to make sense at the time. And I was standing there like thinking about it. And it's like, no, if I do that, he'll take it as a sign of weakness. <laughs> so to inc increase the awkwardness, when the, the person came out of the bathroom and it was free to go in there, I, I turned to Yoshi and was like, don't worry, I'm really fast. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and he looked at me like confused and like, why would anyone say that to me? And then I went in the bathroom. I did my thing. I came out and I was really fast and I could see the look on his face and he was impressed. Did you give him finger guns on the way out? I gave him I gave him a little nod and a knowing look like I told you I was fast. Yeah. And I saw I saw him in his face like, yeah, that was fast. Thank you. for <laughs> Thank you for being fast. <laughs> This is we both have awkward Yoshi stories and I won't rehash the whole of mine, but the previous not the previous Winter Nam, but the Winter Nam a couple years ago, Jess and I accidentally almost stole his Uber at the Earthquaker party. <laughs> which I've talked about before. I think I talked about it with Jay, but 
yeah, it just it was the same thing. One of those classic things like our car was a black Corolla. His car was a black Corolla. We happened to walk outside before he did, but he called his car first and uh-huh. we got in. All of a sudden there was like a, his like assistant or whoever was with him was like, hey, 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 that's my car. And we're like, I like I'm like, that's wait, we're the black Corolla. And it was like we were like in the car and it was like, oh, no, wrong, hey. wrong license plate. Yoshi says it's his car. It's his car, man. Back off. He didn't. He didn't say anything until he got in the car. <laughs> it was his guy. Yeah. And then he got in the car. And as I was getting out the other side and he was just laughing, I'm like, I'm sorry. I yeah. didn't mean to steal your car. <laughs> I don't want anyone to think that I'm trying to like we're trying to paint a picture that Yoshi is some sort of intimidating character. He's honestly like super nice, super nice. Yes. And down to earth and like a really quality follow on Facebook too. look him up on Facebook. Oh, yeah. And the gram. He's 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 good on the gram, too. He's he's good on the gram. Yep. He's on. Are, are we calling it the gram now? I thought we were. I thought we had been calling it the gram for years. Then I have never called it the gram, but I'm ready to commit to that. Oh, yeah. You, you do it for the gram. You know, like when you're yeah. taking pictures, you're doing it for the gram. Like it's for the gram. Yeah. 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 People understand when you say that now. It's not it's not yeah, weird yeah. or narcissistic at all. Yeah. Take it. Take it to the gram is what I'm going to say now. I like it. To the gram. Yeah. To the gram. Yep. The Instagram. Over the river and through the woods to Instagram we go. <laughs> That's right. We post our memes. We post our memes. Ho, 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 ho. Um, Wait, this is. This this track slaps. We got to we got to lay this down on vinyl. We want to put it on vinyl. I got a studio. I know a place <laughs> yeah. we can go. It'll probably only That's, be like 15 or 20 K. I'm sure that in all. a year in a year when we're back in <laughs> at summer. Nam, let's book some time in the studio. We'll go in. We don't have to rehearse. We know where the song is going. We'll just lay down that hot track. Oh, man. And they won't know it's what gonna, hit them. It's going to race to the top of the charts. It's going to break records. To Instagram we go is going to be at the top of everything. It's going to be like that uh, that horses song that everyone is listening to. I've still successfully avoided listening to that, and I'm, I'd like to continue that trend. Yeah. I can tell that I, I don't even, you know, I like to taste things. I like to try things. Kind of yeah, yeah. know what I'm talking about. In this case, I don't need to. I'm good. It's a good song. It's a good song, Blake. You shouldn't avoid it. I don't want to listen to it. Blake, listen to the song. No, I got too many other things I got to listen to. There's a new fit for an autopsy record I, I got to check out. So I don't even know what that is, but you got to hear this horse song, man. I don't want to hear the horse song. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> it's like country, but not. And I've heard enough of that in my life. I don't need any more of that. That's okay. But it's not like the other not country. It's good not country. Mm. Blake, I want you to listen to the song. I'm not listening. What have I got? What have I got to do to get you into this song right now? Uh, I'll tell you what. If I get if we get another five dollar Patreon subscriber out of this, I'll I'll listen to the song and I'll listen Whoa. to it. I'll listen to it live in Patreon and give my reaction. So uh, I got myself into some trouble last night. Speaking of like getting five dollars, okay. Uh, Steve and I podcasted last night our next two episodes. And we got it done fairly early, earlier than normal. And we're like, hey, we should like do a live video because we almost never do that, like YouTube live thing. Yeah. And uh, we started doing it. And uh, I started taking shots for Super Chats. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, so, so how people, you doing this morning then? I'm all right. I'm all right. Uh, I, I cut it off before things got dangerous, but I think I did get like six or seven shots of tequila deep mm. thanks to people sending me two to five dollars at a time just all it takes apparently <laughs> and of course steve was egging the whole thing on but uh 
Yeah, that super chat is dangerous stuff. It makes you drink tequila. Maybe I don't understand what that is. I thought I okay, did, but so, now I don't. So when you do a live video on YouTube, I think you have to have a certain amount of subscribers to be eligible for it. Um, no big deal. I'm a humble brag. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> but uh, like there's this little dollar icon and people can send you money as like a tip for whatever reason. They get, like people have sent me random little super chat tips for like premiering a video. Like I do the premieres where people can chat while it's premiering. And uh, I just got a bunch of them last night that made me drink tequila. Like they're just like, oh, here's five bucks. Have a shot on me. Wow. That's, is that yeah. like a new thing maybe that the people are? I don't think so. I think it's them trying to, like do what's the gamer video twitch site yeah i think that's a twitch thing that they've brought over i don't know when they started doing it but actually phil mcknight told me how much money he makes doing that per live video and i was like oh i see why you do live videos now oh wow that is yeah i was looking into twitch here recently like trying to explore like like all right would this be any good for guitarists and I th- I know that somebody's going to get there and, like, set up this channel before I do and, like, right, have right. some wildly successful thing. But the old man in me was like, this is the dumbest thing, like, I've let ever someone, seen. I don't understand someone it. someone else pave the way and do the work. I don't want to do the work to be the first guitarist on Twitch. The thing is, though, to, every time they're convinced, like, like what if you were to- what if you were Andy Martin? You know what I mean? And yeah, you, what if I was? And you were the first YouTuber doing that. Like at the time, it probably seemed really silly and dumb. But in retrospect, it was genius. The way I replied to you just sounded super bitter. Yeah, what if I was Andy Martin, Blake? <laughs> well, if you were. What would I do then, Blake? Well, if you were, you'd be a lot nicer. <laughs> yeah. You would. And, you'd, and better at guitar. And better at guitar. And you'd live in Portland. And I'd come I over. he moved to Chicago. No, no. he's in, He's still in Portland. Oh, and he just telecommutes, huh? Yeah, I went to his house and he looked at his setup, and then I got a red okay. p- a red pepper right. flake in my eye, and I was crippled for fifteen minutes on his kitchen floor. What? Yep. What? Yep. Mm-hmm. I would pay money to let Andy pour red pepper flakes into my eyes. So this was really this was really rough. So I I've told you before, and I've made mention of it on the uh, on the podcast briefly, but I I have a problem eye. I got a bum eye. A lot of people. I know. Uh, there was an incident. Yeah, and it's a little sensitive. And somehow mm. I was eating. I was like, "I'm bringing over pizza, Andy," and he's like, "Yeah." And we were, <laughs> of course, you are. Yeah, and we were sitting there eating it, having a good old time. And all of a sudden, I like fell out of the chair. I was like, "Oh, dude!" And a red pepper flake got in the bad eye, and it. Oh my gosh. It was like it hurt so bad. I, I stuck my head under his faucet for like 15 minutes, and I feel like <sighs> this. You could not have told me this was going to happen today, if in a million years. Like this, how embarrassing it was! It was yeah. really embarrassing. Andy's just watching you writhe on the floor and rinse your eye out, and he's just like, "Oh man, how do I get this guy out of my house?" Pretty much, yeah. I'm sure that's what, that's what that's what Andy's like. <laughs> yeah, he's totally not nice and helpful at all. He didn't like he's, care. Yeah, <laughs> he's one of the few people like I get starstruck. He's a and I've, he's so cool. I've met him a couple. I've met him a couple times at at Winter Nam or whatever. And every single time I talk to him, it's just like I make a big old fool of myself and I gush about meeting him to him. <laughs> it's, just, it's awkward every time. And on podcasts, too. Yeah, yeah. That's just, you're, you're making it better now, so don't worry. I'm doing it, I'm doing it again. Here I am. He, uh, he commented on one of my uh, Instagram 
videos of me playing guitar and he said something like nice jam two words yeah nice jam made, bro made made my whole day that would make my j that would my j speaking of other that'd cool make, dudes that'd make your j <laughs> you know uh jay leonard j speaking of other cool guys <laughs> yeah yeah he's a cool guy so many cool guys i know this is where the imposter syndrome kicks in because i'm yeah, like yeah. i'm not as cool as either of those guys yet we kind of do similar things but they're way cooler well, than I, mean, I am yeah how do you combat that well i i, <laughs> I take super chats to, for, uh, for tequila <laughs> shots that's what i do <laughs> i get people to pay me to make the bad thoughts go to away. self-medicate <laughs> i'm just joking I, I don't have any sort of alcohol problem but uh yet. If those super chats not yet in, i'm gonna <laughs> <laughs> I gotta find something other than booze to yeah. You gotta to inspire super chat. Well, you gotta just pretend it's booze and pour. Just have an empty bottle or a bottle of vodka that's just water. You'll be fine. Yeah, just water. Yeah, you'll be okay. Yeah. Well, now that we've discussed it, I can't do that. Thanks. Everyone's heard the secret plan now. I'll edit the. No, well. People would fig- <laughs> people would figure it out after I put a whole, away a whole bottle of like Kirkland vodka, <laughs> and I'm acting normal because I can't act. For anything i can't act drunk i either have to be drunk to be to act drunk or i have to, you know i just have to be drunk i don't know where i was going with that to me it just sounds like you'd have you we got a clip of ryan saying uh i have to be drunk and i'm going to use I that to, yes yes i have to be drunk I'll, i ryan burke of 60 cycle hum have to be drunk to appear to be, <laughs> to appear to be drunk i'm just go- i can't fake that i'm just going to cut that one section out and just post that sound bite just everywhere right. And just see what just happens. Just wait for me to start my political career. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we've got much worse tapes of you to to ruin your political career. Yeah, I mean, if Jonathan Diaz ever wants to ruin my life, he's he's got an hour worth of content from his unpublishable episode yes. that we recorded. Yes. Oh, that's dangerous. Dangerous talks. <laughs> I actually revisited some of that in uh in our next episode with Steve. Of course, he you... doesn't know. He doesn't know that that was stuff I've been talking about and thinking about for a while so uh tune in on monday uh whatever i don't know to episode it'll, yeah 285 i think it'll be yours usually come out before mine but yeah it'll be the same day this episode drops oh okay yep. same day yeah hey when you're done listening to this <laughs> go do something meaningful with your life don't yeah. waste your day listening to my podcast now if you want to go listen it's episode uh 285 perfect i'll be talking about uh Stuff that shouldn't be mentioned. 285. I know. That's a lot of episodes. It's actually not all our episodes. We actually have like 400 individual recordings on our, on our Podbean. You do? Wait. Yeah, because we have, we have, you know how we do the ad week thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where we split it into five days instead of one episode. Oh, that's right. Right. We have a bunch of like side content that aren't episodes. And so we didn't number them. And so we have like way more than we actually look like we have when you look at our episode number. But I mean, we've got we've got six years of content here. It's nuts. Yeah, I, I kind of I, I finally understand how you were able to do it. I didn't understand for the longest time, like, how is he able to produce so much? And now that I'm sort of in that game a little more, I'm like, oh, OK, I, I get it. it. Like, you just have to right. be efficient with things. It's doable. Yeah, it's hard. It yeah. doesn't make it not hard, but it's doable. You just got to. Th- Throw all your delusions of quality out the window. 
it's just quantity just as much as you can you know i i still can't people, i still can't people, do that <laughs> people rem- i have faith in you i think you can do it. <laughs> you know people remember the good moments and that and it's like you got to have a lot of just like nonsense stuff that doesn't work Me- to get the, to find those good moments like oh i'm oh i'm going down <clears throat> sorry yeah the pepper mm. flake is back it's coming it's back, back. it's taking me out again yeah. it found you <laughs> oh no <laughs> you look out your window and there's a red pepper shaker like on the front doorstep you like run out the back door and jump the fence <laughs> <laughs> i could do that i could actually yeah. do that i believe you so, except the people behind me the jail behind me would wonder why i was bailing into their property but there's that is there a jail behind you there's a jail behind me i didn't know that it doesn't feel like it like you would never know but Right. Because I have like this massive hedge that separates us. But yeah, there's a jail. So you could like look over the hedge and it's like orange is the new black over there. No, I can't really see anything. And it's like a county jail. It's not like some oh, max okay. security thing. It's just it's just a small it's a drunk tank, basically, as far as I understand ah, it. Okay. I, I mean, if we're gonna talk jails, okay, we might real as well. quick. Yeah. Uh there's this this town in California up the uh the the uh, the east side of it. In the, like the high desert, and uh, they've got one of the oldest court, like still functioning courthouses in the country there, and but they have like a modern kind of like facility piggybacked off the back of it. Okay. And I was I was there for uh, some vacation travel a few years back, and I saw the prisoners walking around in the prison yard wearing black and white stripes, like old school black and white stripes. Really? Uniforms. Whoa! I, was like, I didn't know that was still a thing. I thought it was all orange jumpsuits. I've never seen that before outside of TV. Yeah. yeah. I mean, outside of like old timey movies and cartoons and stuff like that. Like I thought those days were done, but still we're putting people in stripes, I guess. I didn't even know like for sure outside of the few like clips I've seen. I was like, it was one of those things like how widespread was that? Cause there's some things yeah. from the old days where it makes it seem like that's what the way, it, <clears throat> the way it was. And it really wasn't. And I want, always what? wondered if that was the case, but if it's still around today, my gut says. I almost wonder if they're like, hey, we're, we're this historical, you know, courthouse in, you know, like this kind of old west town. Let's let's lean into it. We're going to get custom striped pajamas for the prisoners. I feel like if like it's, I it's, would. It's like, this, it's like a fun thing, you know? It's fun. It's fun for the prisoners. Oh, yeah. I'm sure they're just having a great time. They're in there bra- yeah, breaking yeah. rocks as well. Yeah, yeah, totally. They're just totally breaking rocks. Oh, man. <laughs> All right, Ryan. We we're coming down to the last. Old, they have those old timey metal balls chained to uh, chained to their leg. <laughs> and they're just breaking rocks for no reason. And yeah, I could see the look in their eye, and I could tell they just kept having the conversation. Like, you know what? It's not fun being in prison, but I'll be damned if this isn't like just super charming right now. I'm, you know, <laughs> if I, if I was going to go to any prison, this is going to be the one. Yep. Just well, charming, yeah. It's you know? so quaint. It's a quaint prison. Is <laughs> the nostalgia? It's just hitting me right there. Yeah, it's, this is back like when I used to go to prison back in the twenties. Yeah, are you uh, are you ready to talk about guitar stuff yet? Have we warmed up enough? I think I feel like podcast? we we could probably talk about guitar stuff now. But I did want to ask you since we're <laughs> we're getting close. Uh, what to, what was the coolest thing you got to play at Nam? Uh coolest thing I got to play at Nam. And that's a toughie. I know there was a lot of stuff. Yeah, there was a lot of stuff. And it's just, I played a lot of it. 
I don't know, man. I don't, I don't have an answer for that. You asked, you asked a hard question. Okay. Which, which is the one that sticks out the most? Maybe it's not the coolest, but it's one you're just like, ah, that was great. You know what? I, I keep thinking about the Squire Starcaster. Okay. Okay. For, for 400 bucks, the classic vibe Starcaster. It was, it was a phenomenal guitar that was blasting away guitars twice its price at NAMM. I did not play that one. I'm going to have to try uh, it. You, sh- you shoulda. They're not going to come out till November, so you're going to have to spend all this time just wondering. <sighs> yeah. I no, hate right? I hate fo- wondering. The, the FOMO now. <clears throat> the fear of missing out. You don't ha- you don't get to have a real opinion on these things till November, man. That's never ex- uh, stopped me from expressing my opinion uh just because it wasn't real. Therefore, I <laughs> right, right. probably will anyway. You know what? I thought about playing those, but then I didn't because I was just like, I could tell. Not any good at all. To be fair, I did think that about the Acoustasonic when I first saw it. I was like, uh-huh. I was like, oh, it looks like pancakes and like. It does look like pancakes. And whatever. But like, seriously, this, this is when, this Nam is when I came around. I played. You touched one? I touched you one, played one. I played one. I played some of the new like exotic ones with their cool little squirrely necks and stuff. Uh-huh. Or swirly. That's probably a better way to say it. They're not. They weren't. They could be squirrely too. They weren't squirrely. They Cute. they felt great. They they were they were legit. Yeah. But I picked up one for like five minutes at last winter Nam, mm-hmm. and I was like, hey, this is a great guitar. I don't. And no one should complain about this. You can either afford it or you can't. Whatever. That's on you. What really sold me was well. So I played it. I was like, actually, this thing sounds really good. Plugged it in. I was like, okay, I get it now. I get it now. But what really sold me was when I landed. From Nam, I, I, Leon and Jess and some of the other, uh, you know, my local homies were going to the Rock and Tours concert, and oh, nice. Trey from Retro- Retroactive Pedals is drum teching on that tour, and he, uh, he invited me to come out, and I was like, oh, I just landed from Nam, I'm gonna be so tired, and then I gotta drive all the way out. It's like it's quite a ways from where I was, right? But I did it, and then Jack White pulled out his. His signature Acoustasonic and just blew my face off. It was yeah, amazing. So I'm down with the Acoustasonic now. That's all I have to say. Yeah, I think they. I think they feel really fun. I think uh, they do some cool stuff. Um, I think you gotta like kind of like pick out of them like which one looks the way you want them to look because some of them look kind of dumb. Yeah, some just of them. A combination of like color and woods and stuff like that. But if you find one that that's kind of uh, you know classy, then you know. Good for you. That's that was my big like aha moment from Nam. Everything else I I either kind of saw coming or yeah, I don't know like or yeah, yeah. It didn't just completely blow my mind. The old yeah. blood booth had cool of, stuff. Yeah, it's kind of funny that like Fender has messed around with like the Acoustasonic kind of concept for so long, and it's always been kind of just like an abject failure. Yes, and then they're like, you know what? Let's do something crazy. Let's like double down on that concept and make a really high end version of that, even though everyone just kind of makes fun of the low end versions. Like it's kind of a baller move on Fender's part. I think they just really they they know what they have. I like I said, I didn't give it a fair shake. I'm really sure. really guilty of doing that with certain things, usually music, yeah, like Old Town Road. Uh, but once I finally, you gotta listen to this horse song, not listen to the horse song, 
not gonna Blake, do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna call you. I'm gonna play it over the phone at like three o'clock in the morning, you, and you're not gonna have enough wits about you to turn it off. You can try. I've heard the song. I have an impenetrable wall of do not disturb set every night, so you can <laughs> you can go ahead and give it a try, but you're just gonna get voicemail. All right. And then I'll listen to the voicemail the next day and be like, oh, he got me. He got me. <laughs> I'm going to send you a transcript of the song and you're going to read it halfway through and realize what it is. I, I, yeah, you're right. I wouldn't have a clue yeah. what I was reading for a good long while. I interrupted you somewhere back there. and I'm sorry for that. I don't know what you were saying. To be fair, I don't either. So I guess it doesn't matter yeah. that much. That's what I do. I'm a, I'm a professional interrupter. Yeah, and I'm I'm the person who I would I would. I have a tendency to be a professional interrupter, but I uh-huh. but I'm interviewing people, and so I have to be like, huh, oh, but, and it's not because they're they are doing anything wrong, the guests. It's because I'm trying to butt in and realizing I shouldn't. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I understand your plight is what I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah. I get excited and I'm like, oh, that thing. I want to talk about that thing. Forget the more interesting thing that you were bringing up. Yeah, I want to talk about <laughs> the intricacies of salami. Like, that's all I want to talk about. I do. I do want to talk about salami. I love salami. I've been eating salami and pate lately. Oh, boy. It's good stuff. Mm. Salami and pate. You put the pate on the salami? Yeah, like roll it up. Mm. Have you ever had a a salami and peanut butter sandwich? No, but I'm down. I can see see how that would go. Someone told me about it and was like, no, that's crazy. And then I thought about it for a few days. I was like, okay, I'll try it. And... It's not something I make for myself on the reg now, mm-hmm. which means that's short for regular on the regular. Right. Uh, but it's like, I get it. I get why someone would want to eat that. I do, too. It makes it yeah. makes sense now. And and also, yeah. I would say I have eaten straight peanut butter and then taken a bite of salami just randomly. And yeah. it was a nice, nice little thing going on. I mean, people get people think of peanut butter as one thing. There needs to be like an like a, you know, pork, the other white meat or what's for dinner beef campaign for peanut butter where it's like peanut butter. Who knew? And it's just like showing people putting peanut butter on things you would never expect. I put I like to put peanut butter on my hamburgers. I've had a hamburger with peanut butter on it before. It was good, which is strange, but it was good. I put peanut butter on almost all my hamburgers. I'm at the point where I would pick peanut butter on my hamburger over bacon. And yet again, that sounds insane, but having yeah. experimented with it, I understand what you're talking about. I mean, it's salty. It's got, you know, a savory thing going on. It it just works with like meat for some reason. I mean, and it makes sense when you think of it about it in terms of like peanuts in like Kung Pao chicken. Yeah. Or or things like that. Like it's not different than that. No. It just happens to be peanut butter, the thing that we're used to, you know, like having, you know, peanut butter sandwiches and stuff like that. It's a very kind of like adolescent food in the American mind. I love peanut butter a lot though. I'll just, I just eat it. Like I'll just, yeah. I'll just be like, I'm hungry. Uh, what do I have? Like, I'll just take a scoop of peanut butter. Well, it's, it's full of protein and oils and stuff like that. It's, it's good food. It's yummy. I love peanut yeah, butter. And it's delicious. Mm, I'm going to have a scoop yeah. when we're done with this. This is exactly the way I expected this podcast to go. <laughs> so we end up talking about a bunch of nonsense and then end up on food. Of course. Here, here we are. We're doing it. I mean, this is the way this podcast always goes. It's the natural know, right? natural progression. It's the way yeah. my mind works. Uh, we had some uh, reverb guys coming out to Portland here. Uh, they were going to come out uh, a couple weeks ago, but that didn't work out. But they're going to be coming out 
for some fun stuff that I can't quite talk about yet. But cool. I did, of course, immediately after talking about all the fun gear stuff that I could, you know, show them and take them around to, it was like, also, you're going to eat good if you're with me. So you're going to want to <laughs> stick with me. So I really need to come up there and do uh, like a Pacific Northwest like tour of shops. And like I've been thinking about it like because I did the, the Toman TGU thing. Uh huh. And I've got this whole travel rig that I used again at Summer Nam. I could take this show on the road. I could get some sponsors together and go like do some like geography based, you know, like guitar content. Like I come up there, I hang out with you. I go to a bunch of shops. I go visit a bunch of builders up there and I get, you know, like a bunch of videos at each place and, uh, you know, just make a thing out of it. Yeah. Yeah. I think you should because there's a, there's a lot to see up here. There's a lot yeah, of things. Yeah. And and then you got Seattle, and then I don't know. I think it would be fun. I don't even know. Like in the time that I've known you, have you came to the Pacific Northwest at all? I don't feel like you have. I ha- I've been there before, but not while doing all this stuff. I went and visited some friends in Portland. I want to say like seven years ago or something like that. Okay, yeah, it's changed so quite I have a bit. Been there. So I have been there, and I was up there for a wedding like a decade ago. Yeah, come on up. We'd love to have you. Okay. I'm on my way. I'm packing my bags now. Oh, okay. All right. We'll see you in, uh, what, three hours, four hours? Yeah, yeah. I'll be. (laughs) Yeah, it actually is not that far of a flight. No, it's really not. Oh, and you know what? I've got flight credit because this is going to be really riveting stuff for the listeners. Okay, yeah, Uh, yeah. I I was supposed to have a super early flight out of Nashville, and I was like, this is bogus. Why did I schedule myself this way? I don't want to wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning. Of course not. And uh, and I, I got onto the airline's website. And they were like, hey, you want to switch your ticket to a later flight? We'll give you a $175 credit. You're like, 100%. Yes, I do. (laughs) uh, Yeah, I already wanted to do that. I will take your credit. (laughs) (laughs) Here, I thought you were going to charge me. This worked out really nice. Yeah, this is a good deal for all of us. Thank you. Nice. So, yeah, I've got got money with American Airlines that I could use to get up to Portland if I wanted to. There you go. Well, we're ready for you. Yeah. Portland's ready for me. They are. You're... Here I come. I speak for the city of Portland, and I say, we're ready. Come on up, Ryan Burke. <laughs> Go change the sign at the entrance to Portland. It's going to say, Portland, we're ready for Ryan. If <laughs> no you, one will understand what it means. If you, <laughs> the, I just rip up all the carpet in the, port, in the airport and just replace it with, welcome, Ryan carpet. <laughs> How embarrassing would it be if I showed up and Portland wasn't ready, though? Like, just like... Uh, no one's around like the like the food's not set up you know like this like it's like you show up like two hours early to a party and it's like oh i can't really entertain you i'm getting the party ready that's what all of portland will be like no 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 no. not ready you clearly haven't been here in a while we're always ready for a party always (laughs) well i feel like that's a we might as well wrap that up uh what do you think yeah i mean you want to talk about pizza a little bit i know that's your thing no i'm done with that i'm over it all right Pizza sucks. Yeah, pizza's awful. Don't eat it. Boo, pizza. No, I love pizza. Eat it all. Eat it all all the yeah. time. Do you yeah, have anything when, new to reveal on the pizza front? Uh, I actually, uh, do you remember when I introduced you to the rep over at Harmony? Yes. And you guys started talking pizza? Yes. And uh, then you both like mentioned what your favorite pizza place is in Nashville? Yes. And I was like only halfway paying attention to you guys at that point. I was like about to go talk to someone else. For some reason, like the name of the pizza joint stuck in my head. And then later that night, 
I was in a car with the people I was Airbnb with, and they were, we're looking for pizza places. And the driver pulls up a Yelp. I was like, hey, how about this place? It's got four and a half stars. The other place has three and three quarter stars. And I was like, I think that's the place that Blake and, uh, and Lauren mentioned. And so I texted you and you confirmed it. We went and got that pizza and it was excellent. Five Points Pizza in Nashville is legit. It's really good. Five Points Pizza, go eat it. It's good stuff. I got uh, got the one that's covered in meatballs and meat and stuff. In oh, it. yeah. Really great. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Good crust. Good. good crust on that pizza. It's an important feature and they they, they, yes. they nail it. So Yeah, they do. Not too many toppings, just the right amount. I love it. Yeah. Shout out to Five Points. Yeah, Five Points. You did it. All right, everybody. Uh, make sure you go check out Ryan's podcast if you haven't already. And sure. and if you are expecting it to sound something like this, you're that's 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 accurate. It would sound some. Yeah, it would sound like fifty percent of this. We have more uh, more of a uh, gear centric kind of show than you. Then our uh, then a, our hosts know how to keep the train on the tracks. I mean, sure they do. Sorry, sorry to throw shade, but just saying, you know. Yeah, they know how to keep something on the tracks, that's for sure. <laughs> no, it's a bunch of nonsense. Yes, it's a good time. Everybody go check it's a it good out. Time. Yeah. All right, Ryan, thanks for coming on. This was fun. You bet. Bye. Thanks for having me, Blake. All right, there's another one in the can, folks. Remember to check out their podcast. Already said that a bunch of times, didn't I? Probably should stop saying that same thing over and over again. But that's what I do, I guess, is just repeat myself and repeat myself. No, but seriously, uh, one thing I've been working on and putting a lot of elbow grease into lately has been IGTV. If you don't know what IGTV is, it's sort of like Instagram's YouTube, basically. That's the easiest way to put it. I've been putting a bunch of pedal demos up there and a bunch of weird little clips where I make strange sounds with different effects. I'm actually going to be working on some pretty cool stuff for that this week, so if you want to follow along with that, it's just on the Tone Mob Instagram. You don't have to download the special IGTV app. You can watch everything right through your normal Instagram feed. You just go follow at the Tone Mob on Instagram, and you can see all that stuff. Some of that will probably be sliding its way over to YouTube. A lot of them I've shot in vertical format because that's initially what IGTV looked for, and I was trying to make, like, as immersive as I can. Uh, you know, once you when you do a, a vertical video on a larger phone. It looks pretty cool. I used to think it was really stupid, but now I think it's it's pretty cool. Uh, so I've been doing a lot of that. Some of it I've shot horizontal or the more normal style, and I'll probably slide some of those over to YouTube as that's where most people watch pedal demos. But I have a lot more followers on Instagram, so that's where I've been posting them so that the most people can uh, get anything out of them they might enjoy. So yeah, check all that out if it's something you are interested in. I've been asked to make videos for years and I finally like actually started doing it um it's still a work in progress I welcome any feedback and uh wear headphones wear headphones I mix these bad boys in stereo and they sound so much cooler if you wear headphones in fact some of them don't even sound the same at all when you're just listening through the regular phone speaker so make sure you put on some headphones for that like you're probably doing right now so yeah I think that's it for this week I will talk to you next time. If you need more Tone Mobbery, of course you can find it on Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash Tone Mob, there are extra episodes that go up every week. This week I'm showing people one of my favorite analog delays and some of the crazy sounds you can get out of it. 
And later today, my good friend Mr. Justin Porter is coming over to record some extra Patreon content. A lot of people love it when he comes over by the Shred Shed, and that's that's a big part of what we do over on Patreon. So if that's your thing, patreon.com slash tonemob, where for five bucks a month you get lots of extra content delivered to your ears. All right, I'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks so much for tuning in. Bye-bye. One last thing before we totally sign off here, I just want to remind you that if you do any shopping at Stringjoy, that's Stringjoy Guitar Strings made in Nashville, that will help me out as well. As I've said for years, I'm heavily involved in that company, and I really do think they're making the best products on the market. So if you would like to try custom strings, go to ToneMob.com Stringjoy and check them out today. I seriously, seriously, seriously love what the team down there is doing. I help them out with all kinds of things, and by you supporting them, you are also supporting me as well. And hey, you need some strings, so why not get some custom strings just for your guitar and playing style? Again, the link for that is tonemob.com stringjoy, and that will take you right to their website, and you can do all your shopping through there, and that will help everyone involved out. So thank you very much. Talk to you next time. We are brought to you by the wonderful folks at Gun Street Wiring Shop. Yes, Gun Street Wiring Shop. I've talked about them before. I used to say based out of Bend, Oregon, but guess what? Sean moved to my neck of the woods. Sean's in Portland. Sean is awesome and has helped me with a bunch of stuff lately. And if you have wiring needs for your guitar, he can help you too. If you want to get weird with it, he can get weird. If you just need to spruce things up a little bit, there's your guy. He takes all the guesswork out of doing your guitar wiring, and he makes it simple, and his customer service is top-notch, and I can't say enough good things about Gunstreet as a company. I really respect Sean and what he's all about, and the product is top-notch. I've got three different guitars that now have Gunstreet harnesses in them, and I could not be happier. So go to GunstreetWiringShop.com and check them out.